that is. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. Been a minute since I recorded a Be Better Betters. But, that's that. Life takes over. And, uh, you know, really didn't uh, put this up on a priority list. So I know there's a lot of fans out there that like what I talk about, like the, the podcast, and I'm sorry. Um, I just can't keep up. And um, I just don't put out content to put it out. I don't pull shit out of my ass. Uh, I don't bring on a guest just to bring on a guest. Um, so I truly believe that every episode I put out there is quality and that um, that it's either you can learn something from it or hear a good story or whatnot. So, um, this episode, I'm calling it Be Better Something Else, Not Betters. What I'm doing here is I'm going to try to deter everybody from, uh, from even betting or trying to do this thing professionally. I know the pod, this is kind of contrary to what the whole podcast meaning is and the whole, you know, the value of the podcast, but sometimes you got to have, you know, a sense of reality is um, is needed. So what I'm going to talk about, I might get a little animated, might get a little upset, because this industry sucks. You know, that's the fact. But I kind of got the idea for doing this. MDC Marty put out a tweet, and he says, well, first one guy put out a tweet, says, don't bet on sports, it's not worth the effort. Spanky tells his youngest as they bought a chartered helicopter in Greece. Oh, that's funny. Another guy, MDC Marty, goes, Pro sports better is the best career that exists. Why do people succeed at it not recommend it to others? I assume because the average person doesn't have the brain or personality for it, either a degenerate or they think they can eyeball winners, no discipline, etc. So I'm going to explain to you why I don't recommend it to anybody. I wouldn't recommend it to my kid. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody in this stage, in the way the industry is today. Um, and I'm going to talk about real shit. This is the real deal. This is what we, you know, me and my crew go through day in and day out. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. Because everybody else that does a podcast is, they just don't either. Let's face it. Most people don't have the experience. Uh, most people are just bullshitting. Most people just like to talk about the games and shit. I'm going to talk about how it is to bet sports, the day in and day out, the trials and tribulations, and to show how this is not easy. A lot of people say, oh, what do you mean? You watch sports all day, drink beer, and watch your games come through and win, and you can cash those tickets, and ha, 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 and everybody's having a blast and shit. It's a picture of everybody getting excited, thinking people are in an office, you know, having beer cans and, you know, after we, you know, we're up by three touchdowns and we toast and shit, man, this is great. No, none of that shit's happening. Um, on the contrary. So let's talk. Um, you know, in order to be a better, better, and 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 uh, first off, you have to know how to win. So we're going to talk about the shit that's hard. I'm going to talk about the stuff that I hate about this business. And um, first off, winning. Okay. And this is what everybody, okay, this is what 99% of the people listening to this, you're going to fall flat on your face because you can't win. 
You can't win. If you can't win, it doesn't matter. Um, it's not easy to win. This is not a given. This is not an occupation that you just go to work and you're guaranteed a paycheck. It doesn't work that way. You actually have to pick winners, bet, and you have to win more than you lose. Very difficult to do that professionally. Very, very difficult. Now, can I do it? Yes. Have I been doing this for a while? Yes. Can other pros do it? Yes. But I don't want to downplay it. I do say that winning is trivial once you get to a certain level, and that is 100% true. But for most people, it isn't trivial. For most people, it's the only thing they think about. Everybody thinks, man, if I could just learn how to win betting sports, then everything else is easy. Everything's going to be a piece of cake. Just show me the winners. Let me subscribe to this tout. Let me do what I got to do. Just tell me how, how to win. Tell me who's going to win the game. Is he going to cover the spread? Is this team better than this team? And bop, bop, bop. All that shit. Everybody thinks that's the key. Once you have that, it's smooth sailing to retirement. It's smooth sailing to be able to do this for a living. It's smooth sailing to be able to be financially independent, not have to work for the man, not have to go to that nine to five, as long as I could pick winners consistently, or if I could hit that 55, 56, 57% rate, I could do this. I could be a pro. I'm here to tell you, you don't know shit. Because winning is just the beginning. That shit rhymed, and that was unintentional. But winning is just the beginning. Once you know how to win, that's when the real challenge becomes. So let's talk about that shit. And first off, let's even not even finish winning. How are you going to win? Top down, bottom up. You're going to build models. You're going to do this. You do. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I, I've done this whole entire podcast. We don't want to get into it, but this whole entire podcast is dedicated to figuring out what ways you could do to how to win, closing line value. There's so many episodes, you know, having to go through the the struggles of losing, okay? Just because you could win 57% of the time, 55% of the time, let's just say. Can you handle that 45% where you're losing? Can you handle that rough week, two weeks, month, two month stretch where you haven't earned a penny, matter of fact, you even lost. You know how hard that is as, as a human, as a person that worked so hard to actually lose? That is not inherent in, in us as people to work so hard and have nothing to show for it. That is the hardest thing, honestly, to be a better loser. That's another podcast I did to be able to know how to lose. That disqualifies. So I said, 1% one, one of you probably win. Of that 1%, probably half you don't even know how to lose. You'll go busto. You'll go bankrupt. Tapioca. You'll overbet your bankroll. You'll go bust. So not only do you have to know how to win, you got to know how to lose and handle it. There is no other job like this. Nobody. A doctor, a lawyer, a plumber. A baker, a police officer, a everybody, they get paid. You go to work, you get paid. This is an, an entrepreneurial position in, in the sense of you work for yourself. And not only that, but you don't even know sometimes if you're good enough. Did my model go bad? Is the closing line value I'm getting good enough? 
It's just, there's so many questions you got to ask. You always question yourself. You second guess yourself. Am I good enough? Do I still have that edge? I go through it all the time. I'm very confident, but I'm still looking at the numbers. We still see it. So this is not automatic. It's not automatic to know you're going to win and win consistently. It's very difficult. But once you get through that, like I said, winning is just the beginning. Now, once you know how to win, what's the biggest obstacle out of everything? How to bet. How are you going to bet? And how are you going to get down enough to be able to satisfy your appetite, to be able to actually make a decent living doing this? Getting down is so important. And there's a cat and mouse game. Because the way the industry is designed at this point is that bookmakers don't like the, most bookmakers don't like the book winning betters. So if you win, you're going to get severely limited. You're going to get chased. You're going to get kicked out. It's the worst thing. And um, it's, it's, it's so difficult. Getting down is so difficult. Having it, this, the, the cat and mouse, we have dedicated proxy servers. Not this hide my ass and all this other bullshit that these people, we have dedicated physical places, physical servers all over the world that we have to maintain in order to disguise our location, have to play this cat and mouse game, because that's just how it is. That's part of it. Um, you know, is this a great thing that you have to do that? No, it sucks. I wish I could bet from anywhere in the world, anywhere, you know what I mean? But it just doesn't work that way. Some bookmakers, if a bookmaker, a local guy's out of Florida, he only wants to stick his book in Florida, guys. He sees a New Jersey IP address, he's like, whoa, what's this shit? The technology involved to bet at scale is incredible. We a lot of a lot of pro groups out there, most pro groups either subscribe or or, or pay a fee to be able to lease out robots. We never went that route. I had robots. I'm the first guy in the entire industry to have robots. Back in 03, late 02, early 03, I had robots. I was betting with bots, auto betters, programs, computer programs that would go in and place the bet for you automatically. Because I don't have, I don't want to hire a hundred people to sit there and say, "All right, everybody, load up this game at the count of three, hit submit." can't do that shit. Gotta have a computer do it. So the technology involved to be able to bet at scale, the cat and mouse game that's evolved, it's incredible. It's so hard. It's so difficult. But let's just say you solve that. What's the next hurdle you gotta go through? <laughs> the most important one, the ability to collect. You could win. Pick all the winners you want. How am I going to collect my money? You know how hard that shit is? People say, oh, no, but I only bet at regulated joints, Spanky. My money's guaranteed. Yeah. If you think you could stay pro just betting at regulated joints, you're out of your mind. Out of your mind. Impossible. Impossible. You just can't. You can't get down enough. Until you get chased. You're going to get chased, limited. 
$5.37. So you can't. You got to go into the underworld. And I'll even talk about that later. But in order to collect, what happens? You wind up beating a guy. Any other environment, you're thinking, okay, this is great. I, you know, I won my, I won my bet. I did my service. I'm supposed to collect. No, no, no. Not in this game. Not in this game. The money's always at risk. You log into an account on a Monday morning. Sometimes the login might not work. Other times you'll get a fucking pop-up. It says call customer service. You don't even have an 800 number there anymore. Just call customer service. You don't even know what the fucking customer service number is. We have to dig one out that we have fucking saved from 15 years ago. Because nobody puts up 800 numbers on. But let's just say you happen to find an 800 number. You call up. Person barely speaks English. What do they say? Oh, sorry, sir. Please call your agent. What does that mean? That means call your bookmaker. But guess what? We don't deal directly with the bookmaker. We have accounts that we got through a guy who went through another guy who went through another guy who went through one more guy that deals with the main bookmaker. You know how hard it is to go up that ladder to try to say, what the fuck happened? Who shut me down? Why can't, where's my money? Who shut me down? And then the one guy that you deal with, uh, sorry, man, they said that, uh, you know, you can't, you know, we didn't know you were going to win like this. I've heard every fucking excuse in the book. We didn't know you were going to win. What do you fucking think? I'm here to lose? You think I'm, I'm, I'm betting to lose? I'm going to just, you know, you think I'm trying to lose? Ah, oh, but, but you should have told us you were a winner. Somebody told me once, if you would have told us you were going to win, we wouldn't have taken your action. Who the fuck bets to lose? Of course I'm here to win. Matter of fact, we even go above and beyond if we're dealing with somebody. Say, listen, we're professionals. You still want this? Because I don't want to deal with these headaches. The other one is like, oh, you're using a robot. Sorry. We don't, we, don't, we don't like that. We can't pay you. These people think this robot is a crystal ball. That this robot is able to go in and wait till the score is final. And then somehow, someway, change the outcome of the bet. Or put the bet in after the game starts. Or doing something that's shady. All the robot does, assholes, bookmakers, dressmakers that are listening... All the robot does is it's able to bet at scale in a timely manner. That's all it is. That's all it does. That's what the bot does. It just bets so that you don't have to log in and put your username and password, you know, in, in, to get my $250 that I'm getting down. Think about how pathetic this business is. You got a dime account now. It's like, whoa, you sure this shit's good? We're back in the day, a five-dime, ten-dime account was standard. It's ridiculous. The ability to collect is so hard. There's so many shady cats out there. Now, let's compare this to any other business. Imagine. Imagine, I don't know. Let's just say, God, you're a baker. I just, you know, a guy that bakes, sells pies and shit. Think about it. Imagine you, they say you can't, imagine, like for me, I can't bet. Imagine somebody says, listen, I know how to bake, I bake the best pies. But guess what? You can't bake, sorry. Because if we find out you're baking too much, we're going to shut you down. If we find out you're betting too much, 
we're not going to let you bet. Imagine, imagine somebody has to deal with that shit. If you're baking too many good pies, sorry, we can't have that. That's the type of shit that we're thinking about if you compare this thing. Imagine a baker says, okay, he found a way. He goes late at night, finds a kitchen that nobody knows about, does all this shit, winds up baking these pies. Then he sells them. But guess what? <laughs> After he sells, he might not even collect. He gives these pies out thinking he's going to collect. And somebody says, nah, you know what? Call customer service. You might get paid for your pies. You might not. Sorry. This is the type of shit that a professional sports better goes through in this day and age. It's ridiculous, the shit that we go through. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. No business is like it. Let's move on. Let's just say you know how to win. Let's just say you could get down. Heck, let's just say you could even collect. You got the you got the most important part. Now what? Now where's the obstacle? How about transacting? How about moving money around? You think if I beat Wally Monday, Wally Monday owes me eighty five thousand. I could say, hey, Wally, here's my wire instructions. Hey, uh, you want my address? Just cut me a check. Every normal business transaction, any business, these are standard practices. You think I could go to a bank with $85,000 say, here you go. Thank you. I'm making a deposit. They'll look at me like I have 10 eyeballs. This thing, this business... When, when it comes to banking, banking, just banking is difficult. Banks think, uh-oh, it's gambling. We don't want nothing to do with that. The banks don't understand that you could actually gamble professionally. So having to deal with banks, just dealing with banks. I've been kicked out of many banks. Chinese Mike's been kicked out of many banks. So many people I know have been kicked out of many banks. Some people just come up and say they won't even accept me as a customer because I'm a gambler. You know how difficult that is? I'm just trying to do everything right, and I have to find a way for bookmakers to pay me. You think it's great to have to meet somebody on a quarter of 47th and 6th with a bag with 150000 Sure, it might sound great in a movie. might sound great in a show. Oh, man, that must be so cool to do that. No, it really isn't. It really isn't. I'd actually rather have every bookmaker I deal with just wire me the money, and I could do the same. But guess what? You can't expect it, because most of these people that we deal with are unregulated. And guess what? The other ones that are regulated, you think they're going to pay you right on time? Oh, my God. The shit we've had to deal with, with all these regulated places. I'm not going to name names. But we fucking deposit. The, 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 the money the deposit goes through so fast. But when it's time to collect, oh, yeah, send me a picture of your, of your ID. All right, here we go. No, no, no. You got to have your face with the picture in it. So I'm over here with my fucking face and my ID next to my chin. And then they go, oh, no, the picture's blurry. Resend it. Again, everything. They think, and then that fucking, every time I log in, there's a cancel withdrawal button. And fucking bright yellow telling me to cancel my withdrawal. They keep fucking playing you, playing you trying to delay these delay tactics and yes i'm not talking about the costa rican joints i'm talking about the regulated joints doing this shit and of course when i send the new picture i have my id next to my chin and i have my middle finger up right next to it 
Because this is the type of shit they push you to do. They push you to these extremes. It's ridiculous. So many places are just so shady. They don't pay, they collect so fast, but they slow pay. It's disgusting. Collecting and transacting is, is just, is a headache, is a big, big headache. And that's just part of the business. That's part of it. And that's another thing that sucks. And think about it. When you're carrying this kind of money around, you know how you could get robbed, get mugged, guys are watching you. You know, it's just not easy. Nobody, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. People, let's talk about the people, the schemers in this business. So many people you think, you know, the the one-tenth of one percent are the best people in the world. But the 99.9% of the people in this business are absolute scheming, garbage people, snake oil salesmen, acting like they know shit, acting like they, they know everything. Thinking that they're an expert. It's just, it's just, it's incredible. So many shady cats, wannabe bookmakers, college kids posing as bookmakers, guys that are always just trying to take a shot here and there, thinking, oh yeah, you know, why not? What's going to happen? There's no repercussions. It's unregulated. It's an unregulated environment. There's so many schemes. What else can we talk about? We got winning. Let's just say you win. You know how to bet. You know how to get down. You got your collections going. You're able to move money around. And this to be able to do that, number one, is so hard. It's so difficult. Think about that. Just the moving money around. You got a guy you're dealing with. Bookmaker out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You think I'm driving to Milwaukee? every every how do, How do you do it? You got a friend there. Hey, listen, man, can you grab the money? And you tell the guy, can you send me a check? Can you send me a wire? There's people that would send FedEx envelopes with cash inside. Back in the day, we've had that. All of a sudden, the fucking envelope comes half open. There's no money inside. What happens then? It's ridiculous. But this is the shit we have to do to get down. This is the type of shit we have to go through. You think I want anybody else to do this? You think I want my kid dealing with this shit? You think I would wish this on my... I wouldn't wish this on anyone. And on top of all that, let's talk about taxes. This is the business... If Any business in the world... I don't want to say any business in the world, but most businesses you could always carry over a loss. You lose last year, okay, you know what, now I'm, you know, I'm building my business, I made an earn here, but the earn doesn't, I don't have to pay tax on earn, because I lost last year, I could carry over the loss. Not in this world, not in a gambling world. You lose 100000 in 2015, you wind up making a dime in 2016, guess what? The IRS doesn't give a shit about that 100 dimes you lost in 2015. They want that money on that dime in 2016. That's how it is. Think about that shit for people trying to come up and trying to, you know, not everybody starts off winning every year. Sometimes, I, I, I knew a big pro, I'm not going to name names, but I knew a pro. Made a ton of money one year. Paid a full, full taxes like a good citizen. Then the next year he gets zonked. Winds up going busto almost. You think, 
The IRS is going to say, you know what? Let's give you a credit back for that. Yeah, right. No shot. No shot. It's the business we're in. You can't even carry over a loss. How about the underworld? I brought up this. The underworld. My God. In this business, when you're dealing with the unregulated markets, you got to worry about dealing with the unmentionables. Some of them are wannabe tough guys. Some of them are legitimate tough guys. You don't know who's who sometimes. Think about that. Think about when you win. The guy says, yeah, you know what? I want to see you in person. and Or my, my guy wants to, wants to see you. How many times I've had to have sit-downs and meetings and, you know, it, it's, 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 you think I, it's, 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 you think it's cool. Oh, man, that must have been so cool. You must have, or it must have been so scary. No, it sucked. It sucks to have to go through that, to be able to collect what's rightfully mine. I have to convince this tough guy that, yeah, you should pay me because I would have paid you. The business we're in. They have to convince somebody to do the right thing. Because guess what? He could choose not to do the right thing, and you have no recourse of action. There's nothing you could do. Nothing you could do. Everything's on a handshake. Given that it's on a handshake, you have to hope people are as honorable as you are. And that's not the case. The laydowns, the stiffs, dealing with people. That are just, you know, they try to negotiate. Oh, yeah, listen, you won 30,000. You know, we're going to give you 20. No, what do you mean give me 20? I won 30. If I had lost 30, you would have gotten 30. I never knew this was a negotiation. I didn't know there was a discount on the wins or a discount on the losses. You would have told me what the discount was. We would have charted it accordingly. But that's the shit that happens. To deal with the underworld, it's just disgusting. And people that don't think it's out there, no, it's out there. It sucks. We try to avoid it at all costs, but it's just part of it. Sometimes you got to deal with it, and I hate it. And I wouldn't want anybody to do that. A lot of people listening to this, my God, I could only imagine some of the people in this business even that would have to have gone through the shit that I went through, sitting down in these meetings. They wouldn't even attend. They'd say, fuck it, keep the money. You do it if I would have went that, I would have, you know, that's not going to happen. Um, but you know what? You put your life on the line. Why? Because this is how you make it. That's just how it is. Um, it sucks. And on the other, the reverse side of that, let's talk about dealing with the law. The law. Do you know how many sports bettors over time, the last 40, 50, 60 years, have been wrongfully accused of bookmaking or doing something illegal. The case law is unbelievable. I myself was one of them. You have these, the law, they hear these big, big transactions. They're like, oh man, something's wrong. There's something, there's something up. How can this happen? How can this guy be meeting this guy for 350000 This money can't be, it has to be doing something wrong. It just can't happen. Nobody can hand somebody a bag with 300000 in it. And that could be legit. And that's, of course, incorrect. In the diamond business, they do it all the time. Jewelry business, they do it all the time. But no, that's okay. 
But in the sports betting business, no. Can't happen. So now think about it. I, I live my life knowing full well that I could be listened to, my phones could be tapped, even though I'm doing nothing wrong, not breaking any laws, pay my taxes, no, I'm not booking anything, all I'm doing is betting. But guess what? The people I deal with, the bookmakers I have to talk to, I know they're doing something wrong. If they're tapped, then I could be tapped. I'll never forget back in, I don't know what it was, 05 or whatever, I got this yellow letter in the mail. Saying, we just want to let you know that your phone call was intercepted because you were talking to uh, to an individual um, that was being intercepted. And I guess they, they have to let you know, if you weren't the target of the investigation, they had to let you know. It was a Lenny Smalls investigation, for anybody who knows Smalls from back in the day. So I got this letter, and I fucking panicked. First person I call, of course, is Tugboat. I'm like, Tug. I just got this yellow letter in the mail saying my phone was tapped. What does this shit mean? He started laughing. Haha, don't worry about that. I get those all the time. And it's like, you know, he just is used to that shit. But, you know, uh, don't worry about it. No, don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay. Called up another guy, you know. You know, so many people. I called up the guy, Joe Cub. Joe Cub says, don't worry about it, Spank. I've been pinched 19 times. It's, you know, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. I'm like, well, I didn't do nothing wrong. I'm just betting. I'm just a customer. He goes, yeah, yeah. So you got nothing to worry about. But of course, you know, there's always something to worry about. Who wants their conversations listened to by anybody? Where's my Fourth Amendment right? When you get intercepted, they let you know. But you know what? For the one conversation that was intercepted that they let me know, I guarantee you there was a hundred where they didn't let me know. And that's the business. Because we deal with the unregulated world, the law is always there. And the law could mistake you for doing a wrong thing. So I live my life as if I'm under a microscope. And I've, I, it's, I'm used to it now. But think, who wants to do that? Who wants to adapt to that environment? That sucks. But yeah, I, I'm forced to do it because I realized in, you know, by, by experience that if you're any way ambiguous at all, and having a conversation with somebody that you're doing a wrong thing, uh-oh, that's it, you're a bookmaker. I'll never forget. One of the wiretap renewals in my case, I couldn't believe this shit. I think he calls me up. He goes, listen, uh, my internet is down. Can you do me a favor? I want to bet this game at Chris. Can you? What do you got on the Islanders? I know they had the best price. I'm like, all right, let me look for it. And I, and I, I say, all right, I think the Islanders are plus 130. He right, do me a favor, bet that for me for three dimes. I'm like, all right, sure, thank you, hold on. And I put the bet in for him. And I'm like, all right, you got the, I got you. You got the islands for three dimes. Oh, my God. The, and, and I read this wiretap. The fucking detective. Oh, this is so clear. Spanky is an ultimate bookmaker. He just gave the guy a readback, and he just booked his bet. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you out of your mind? The guy just said his internet is down. He can't go place the bet himself. He called me up to go and place the bet for him. I am not booking his bet. There's a delay where I'm placing the bet. I'm trying to help him out because his computer doesn't work. But no, that's it. And you think the judges read these wiretap renewals? You think they read any of that shit? Yeah, right. Especially in the state courts where the workload is they're overloaded. They just sign that renewal like it's nothing. They don't give a shit. Move on.
We trust you. Nobody's like, no, wait a minute. He's not clearly booking there. It just it's the list goes on and on. What else can we talk about? I've been rambling about the egos. Oh my god. The egos in this business. Everybody's a fucking expert. Everybody thinks they know what to talk about. Everybody thinks from everybody. From betting partners. <laughs> a guy come reaches out to us a couple of years ago. Gives us an account. We start betting. Okay, let's just say we first bet we placed was on the Lakers. Guy would call Chinese Mike up. Hey, I saw you bet the Lakers. Can you just tell me why? What? Let me tell you why. Because that's what we bet. You gave us the account. You trusted our skills. Why the fuck do you? What do you mean? Why? Oh, you know because you know I, you know they're they're playing the, the Rockets and I I, I kind of like the Rockets. I just wanted to hear your reasoning. This is the type of shit we deal with. Imagine that shit. Imagine you're a chef. And you fucking put a great meal together. And the guy's winning. He wins. The meal tastes great. Then the fucking guy comes into the fucking kitchen. Where you're a chef. Where you've had 20 years of culinary training. Went to the best school in France. Know everything. The fucking guy looks at you and says, I'd like to ask you a question. Can you tell me why you use lemon juice instead of lime juice? Just think about the insult that I, the, the chef went. Like, who the fuck are you to ask me that? What training do you have? What do you know about this shit? Why don't you go cook your own meal if you're going to ask me shit like that? Why don't you go place your own bets? Why are you reaching out to me for? This is, you know what I mean? It just The egos are just incredible. People think that they, they're entitled to just no answers. If you pay a financial advisor or an investor for you, you can't you're gonna keep asking questions. That's it. Here's the money. Here's the account. Do what you do. We'll win. And that's it. Other egos is on other pro groups. And I've never seen it more cutthroat than I have now. There's a lot of groups out there. A lot of people try to get accounts. We're out of that business, really. We, we only have whales now that we flipped, but... You know, we get accounts, but there's a lot of people that, um, that I, you know, people say, hey, listen, Spank, I have two accounts, three accounts. I'm like, yeah, sorry, it's not for me. I got no time for that. You know, we got, it's five dime credit. I'm like, no, don't worry about it, man. Is there any group you could recommend? So we might give a group's name. We might say, yeah, why don't you reach out to this guy? I think they're pretty good. You know, you'll win with them. So we recommend the group. And again, I'm not going to name names. Then, you know, the group calls me up and goes, oh, Spanky, man, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for hooking me up with this guy. You know, we're, we're earning together. Good, man. God bless, brother. You know, I'm happy to help out. I find out three months later that somebody calls me and says, Spank, um, you know, I was thinking about giving you accounts, but I was thinking about this other group, and this other group called me, that, nah, nah, you suck, and they're so much better than you, and you, you know, um, and, uh, you know, that you can't win, and they're definitely going to win. I said, they said that, really? He goes, yeah, you know, so I just want to let you know, you know. And I'm saying to myself, my God, it, it's, it's incredible how we're in a business where in order for people to survive, instead of bringing themselves up or instead of sharing the wealth, the only way they could stand out is to bring other people down. And that's what it is. Whether it's ego, whether it's insecurity, what, what, no matter what it is, 
But that's what it's resorted to. People bring other people down. Groups bring other groups down. And me and Mike always say, we don't need to resort to that shit at all. None of that shit. Work speaks for itself. We got nothing. We're very proud of what we do. Um, and we try to, we, we don't talk bad about anybody unless they're a staffer or something, you know. But we don't talk bad about any group. And it's crazy because other groups that we thought were friendly with, um, they turn around and uh, throw us under the bus. And that's okay. You know what I mean? It, 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 a lot of people, it's dog eat dog. It's tough out there, you know, everybody. And, and, and these people can't survive. You know, they, they, they haven't adapted yet. Um, a lot of these groups out there, um, you know, semi-pro groups or pro groups, they haven't adapted. So they have to be able to, you know, throw people under the bus in order to get ahead. And that's a shame. But, um, and I, you know, I was thinking, should I bring this up to the group or should I talk to them? And me and Mike were talking about it. I'm like, hey, you know what, fuck it. No need to waste our time and shit. We kind of know their true colors and we'll just use that, um, put that in the back of our heads and move on. Yeah, the egos are just incredible. Everybody's an expert. And everybody, even, even, even you know, the touts and the, the, the social media people and think about it, everybody thinks that, you know, they put the fucking check marks and say, oh, look at me. Hey, did you cash with me today? Oh, I bet $20. Did you cash with me? Hope you, hope you cashed. Hope you, hope you followed my plays. Yeah, we're doing really well. Cracked a record and this and that and all this bullshit. That's the crazy thing. They think that as long as they could pick winners, um, it's that easy. They don't understand that all these obstacles that we talked about. I've been rambling. But yeah, I think I've covered everything that was on my mind. Um, just a recap for those of you that need a recap. Because sometimes I need a recap. Not only do you have to win, which is very difficult. Not only do you have to get down after you figure out how to win, to get down at scale, which is very difficult. After you get down at scale, you have to figure out how to collect, which is very difficult. And not get stiffed, not get laid down on. After you figure out how to collect, you got to figure out how to transact, how to move the money. How to collect somebody that owes you money in San Diego and you live in New York and he doesn't want to send you a wire. What do you do now? You got to figure out to deal with the schemers, all the shady cats. You got to worry about taxes. That's another thing with taxes. It's an instant audit. If you're a gambler, you know what I mean? Be ready. Be ready. We're ready. Always ready. At several, you know, Different types of audits. We're not afraid. You know what I mean? We had a guy come in do a payroll audit once. Solid, and the guy couldn't even believe it. But you just got to be ready for that shit. You got to be ready for everything. You know, when you're doing this shit at scale, always be ready. Don't think, oh, it can't happen to me. Always be ready. Because the minute you try to thwart Uncle Sam, you know, that's when you're really asking for trouble. How about the underworld? How about the law? How about the egos? It's just on and on and on. So anybody that tells me that this is the best career, this is the best job, I politely disagree. 
Uh, I wish I could do something where I don't have to worry about any of these things. Where I'd have a regulated environment. Where I'd be protected. Where I'd be able to transact. Where my money was safe. God, I remember I used to bank. I opened up a bank account uh, 15 years ago in some bank in Antigua. A couple of people told me I tried this bank. I remember I met with this lady and... Chinese lady in Antigua and you know, bank wind up going under. There's no FDIC insurance and shit. Just boom. Lost, I don't know what it was. 50,000, 100,000, whatever it was. Boom, just like that. Gone. The bank just decides not to pay. Bank refuses to pay. Imagine that shit. This is the type of shit when you deal with these you know, it's just—it's insane. It's insane. The list goes on and on. I could, I could probably every single one of these topics I could probably make an episode on. It'll probably aggravate the shit out of me, and um, I'm already aggravated enough. And just you know, anybody out there listening, bottom line is, if you could overcome all these obstacles, which we have, we're able to overcome all these. But it took me decades to get to this level. If I had to start all over. And build from scratch, I'm telling you, just the network alone is impossible to build. You know, it's going to take years and years. Just the network alone. Then you got to deal with everything else. Everything else. From the technology to be able to win, technology, networking, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So do something else. Um, you know, you could probably, if you could do all this good, you could probably do something else better. I really believe that. I really believe that if I, you know, again, I have no regrets. It's the business I've chosen and this is the business I'm in. Uh, so I, what am I going to do? I don't know anything else at this point. If I could go back and, you know, there's that fork in the road in your life where you could either make a left or a right. You know, I made that hard left and who knows. Sometimes I ask myself, what if I made that right? Not regretting I made that left, but what if? What if? You never know. But I, I'm telling you right now, everybody, this is this 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 racket is tough. It's a tough, tough racket. It's tough. It does not reward success. It does not make it easy in any way, shape, or form. To be able to get this thing to scale is very, very difficult. And um, if you could figure it out and if you could do it, God bless. Good luck. Um, I really uh, hope everybody succeeds. I'm not trying to downplay anybody. I'm not, you know, I am kind of trying to deter, but not that I you know, give a shit what anybody does. I'm just being real. This is real talk. This is the real trials and shit that we have to go through. And um, it just sucks. You know what I mean? I wish we could just focus on winning. Imagine that in a world where if I could win, in that fantasy world that everybody else, they think that that they, once you follow that yellow brick road and boom, you're in there. As long as I could get to winning, that's the best thing. No. <laughs> winning is just the beginning. Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.